0: Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access. But how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings? by filling at your own hospital pharmacies. Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years. And our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan.
1: Bo and Luke Nation, welcome to another episode of the Bo and Luke Show. I'm your co-host, Luke Kerrigan. I'm here with my other co-host, Bo Brabo. We have the pleasure right now of sitting here with Dr. Craig Kent. Craig is actually the EVP of Health Affairs for University of Virginia and the CEO of UVA Health. So plays quite a big role here in the Commonwealth. And doctor, we could not be more excited to have you here with us. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and- just as we said to Carmen, we really appreciate you seeing us in person. Yeah. We do a lot of this stuff remote, but ever, whenever we have an opportunity to actually t- sit down with somebody and talk to them in person, it's so much better. Better communication. You get the nonverbal communication, the facial Recognition, all that stuff going, and it just makes for a way better conversation. So we're very appreciative of your time.
3: Well, well, thank thank you so much. Uh, a lost art, right? Yeah, uh, yes. actually being across from somebody and having a conversation for uh, sure. We're all aficionados at Zoom, but it's not the same thing. So, so thank thanks for actually making the trip and being here. Oh, oh
2: you're most welcome.
1: Uh, first question: How proud are you to be here? Just walking around the campus and driving through here, I d- I got a sense of pride from everybody when I walked through here. Just even showing me everything, I, you got to feel the same thing.
3: I, I, I love UVA. I mean, it's just a, an incredible privilege and opportunity to be one of the leaders here, be, be able to lead the health system. Uh, I, I knew before I took the role, I, I've been in it for about three years now, that UVA was a wonderful place. It's a great university. The health system has a national reputation. Uh, but three years into it, um, I'm, I'm even further amazed at what the opportunity is here and how strong the institution is. And and you're right, there, there is that... Um, that pride. Uh, I mean, you, you can talk to the nurses on the units, uh, uh, people in the clinics, the patients, uh, everybody's excited about UVA Health, very prideful of what we have going on here. Hey, even the people in the parking garages,
1: I'm telling oh, you, they're they were, they super was. helpful, just like you roll down your window, you talk to them, it's like on a different level.
3: Yeah, no, that, it, that's actually true. I, so I've been part of a number of health systems uh, during my career uh, and some really great health systems. But something that's special here is to the individual, people care about patients. They care about what they do. They have an incredible pride. And I think the consequence is the care is the best it can possibly be.
1: Oh, that's so cool. That is cool. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I was going to
2: say, um, Dr. Kent, so as a physician and your physician's journey, your journey in life as a, as a doctor, what... What motivated you or inspired you
3: to seek out the leadership aspect of healthcare? Well, I, I you know, I begin by saying, uh, I, I couldn't have been more fortunate with my career and I'm, I'm very grateful for everyone that's helped me along. I grew up on a cattle ranch in Nevada. My dad oh. was a rancher, hadn't gone to college. I was supposed to take over the ranch cause really? I was the oldest son and, um, And then at some point uh, after going to college at University of Nevada so I could come home on the weekends and work on the ranch, uh, I said, "Ah, I'm not sure I'm going to be a rancher. Oh, wow. uh, and then I loved the sciences, I loved people, so thought about medicine and went to medical school with the full intent of, of coming back to the ranch and being a local practitioner in my, my community. Um, but then had all of these opportunities along the way um, mm-hmm. uh, to attend medical school in San Francisco at UCSF, a surgical residency there, and, and then became involved in research. I love research, and so I kept being pulled further and further away, much to my father's dismay. But at some point, made the decision to go into academic medicine, mm-hmm. and academic medicine is so much fun because you can not only be an extraordinary clinician, but you can educate the next generation of our healthcare providers. A uh, love and been funded researcher for many, many years, and so what a great opportunity! Yeah. Uh, but then, then what happened at some point after uh, you know I became a practicing physician, had my lab I, as was part of the Harvard system at the time, uh, I started thinking uh, we can probably do this. Better, uh, or what if we tried doing it a different way? I, I went to my—I was a—I'm va- a vascular surgeon. I went to my division chief, pretty much on a daily basis, suggesting changes. And at one point, he said, "You know, Craig." Why didn't you take the leadership role? But <laughs> wow. I have I have it here, so yeah. you got to find another place. And interesting, and so that was my entree into leadership, and and uh, and you know the, just the ability to to change things, to make them better, make them better for patients, for yeah. doctors, to improve our ability to do research. Uh, and so then along the way, you know, a division chief in vascular surgery, a department chair in surgery, a dean of a school of medicine, and now this role—it's just been a, an incredible journey that I've enjoyed all the way along. I
2: I think that's incredible i think that's an incredible statement about leadership that you don't hear a lot because along with taking care of your people you have a very every leader out there if you especially if you're in that top spot you have an active role of making things better whether that's just for your employees for your customers every however you define customer right um in this case it's your patients. i think that is a key aspect when you take on that challenge that you're you're out to make things better
3: Yeah, no, it's a lot of work. I I completely agree. Uh, I mean, we're we're in medicine uh, because we want to improve health and we want to make it the best we can for patients. And medicine has changed so dramatically over the years. And to be able to, in a leadership role, have your institution be at the forefront of that change Mm -hmm. to help drive that change just means at the end of the day, we have better care for patients. Yeah.
1: And is that what drives everything for you? Is that like the guiding light? Like when you wake up in the morning, what is it where you're like, oh, I'm going to go accomplish this? What is it uh, that you're most passionate about? I
3: I think the guiding light is just taking great care of patients. And, And all of the academic missions tie into that. So, so academic medical centers take care of the most indigent patients or the most complex patients so if you have better surgeons more innovative techniques clinical trials you can take great care of patients research why why do we do research so that we can in, invent new therapies yeah. that can prolong patients lives and and their uh, you know quality of life and so so there and then why do we educate people so that you know 10 years from now 20 years from now we have a whole new round of physicians nurses and such that take great care of patients so the patient is at the center point of everything we do wow Wow. yeah are there
1: any clinical lessons that you learned in in your journey that you apply to business because now you're running it as a business and being a leader right are there things like because it's diagnosing prescribing are there a lot of those it seems like it could be familiar
3: yeah so so absolutely familiar first first of all um uh, I, I believe that physicians that are in these leadership roles and ones that have had active clinical practices, you're better able to lead because you're, you're, you're leading people that are actively involved in clinical care or involved in uh, obtaining research grants. And if you've had your own grants and mm-hmm. you've been in the clinic yourself, it, it's just a lot better, under, uh, you're better able to understand how to make lives better for the people that you serve. So, so there's that part. The other that I would add is um, one of the things you learn in clinical care is humbleness, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a respect for what you don't know. And uh, and, and if you're constantly learning, if, if you are introspective uh, about how you treated a certain patient, that means the next patient you treat, you're going to treat better. I think that's true of leadership. I mean, I, I've found leadership a, a journey where Every day, I seem to learn something new, and I, I would think by this stage, you know, I might have gotten it down, but I haven't. I mean, Uh-oh. I yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. In fact, one of my greatest worries is at some point when they roll me out in the wheelchair, and that's probably what it'll take to get me out of a leadership <laughs> role. Uh, I'll actually finally have hit the peak where I know yeah. everything, and then they'll say, "Well, you can't lead anymore." You're so, uh, no. but but that's it's fair. a it's a journey of learning by all means. Yeah, no,
2: but, I think that is I think that is so true. I think I've heard a statement in the past where you know the um, the more you go down the road of learning, the more you learn that you don't know. Yes. Because there's so much more to learn. Yes. So it's just a lifelong process. Um and if everybody kind of had that mentality of lifelong learning and continuing um in your journey.
3: You you would actually end up with a result of just doing a little bit better each and every day. I I could could not agree more. The the other part is it's fun learning. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. because I you know all of us worry about getting bored. I can never be because because every day I learn something new and I try something different and that's what makes life exciting. Yeah. No, it's like you're talking about
2: research and development, and from a medical standpoint, to me, that has to be fascinating. Because if you're so, anybody, if you like to try to figure out solutions, right, even if you're not a, a physician, but you're someone that likes to try and figure things out, well, that's what research, that's what you're doing. Absolutely. It's got to be fascinating that you, you're just continually trying to improve something or figure things out. And then when you figure it out what is what does that figure what does that feel like oh it
3: it, it feels great I mean I I've been in, involved in research for you know 30 plus years now uh, I have I've a couple of things under my belt that I, I think have saved some lives and mm-hmm. and, and changed the world uh, when that happens uh, there's there's nothing that's comparable I mean it's extraordinary and and then the other research discoveries I've made have been incremental added mm-hmm. on to others and then eventually they do have an impact so so the new discovery part of of, of my journey and, and the journey of a large health system like ours is something that's critically important. The, the, the other thing I would, would say is that, that medicine every decade advances at a faster rate. I mean, our ability to care for cancer patients uh, today is extraordinarily different than what it was 10 years ago. And and then, so so maybe the next uh, uh, incremental change will be over the next five years, and then it's over two years. And so the research, uh, uh, our learning from research is accelerating at an incredible pace. So it only gets better. Mm -hmm. It only gets better. And the consequence of that is that we save lives and prolong lives in a way that we could never before. Yeah.
1: Wow. Doctor, I got to call this out. You have more energy than probably most of the guests that we have on here. Your passion is contagious. Uh, how do you keep it going every day? Are they're like quotes you live by? Or they're like, how can I be like Dr. Kent? That's what I want to know.
3: Well, I'm not sure you want to be completely like Dr. Kent, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I do have a lot of energy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, and I will say that I have a leadership Team that's incredibly energetic, and and we thrive on each other. Uh, we we have fun, we enjoy each other, we like to move forward, and so so that's part of uh, who we are. Um, I you know at some point you have to uh, decide when and why you want to get up in the morning. Yeah, and and if you're excited about what you do and you have that energy and passion, uh, the, the only problem is sleeping long enough, you know, so that you yeah, can have right. enough energy to get your way through the day. But but that's what gets me up in the morning, and and that's what's made me I think over the long term fairly successful successful Yeah, no, wow, I think that's,
1: that's great. Cool. That's so mm. cool. We had Carmen in here just a few moments ago, uh, listeners. If you haven't checked out that episode, it's Carmen Fittis. she's the chief healthcare HR officer here at UVA Health. Contagious as well, just talking about all the changes that you're making for the future. I want to run something by you. This thought that I'm mm. seeing in healthcare, healthcare today, post post pandemic, uh, is innovating quicker than the tech industry is right now. And i 'm seeing that, and it is evident from the moment we walked into this building and I have to imagine you're a giant part of that. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that innovation
3: yeah I, it, it, the ideas that we have uh, the, the new therapies that we can create uh, are i mean they're so plentiful and and so we we need the tech industry to keep up with us so, so one of the initiatives that we have underway here now, we have a very generous donor that's given us a hundred million dollars and our state has given us a couple hundred million dollars. And we're in the process of building a biotech Institute. Mm-hmm. And our plan is to recruit a hundred plus new researchers into UVA and have this be another, another epicenter for translation. And so, so it's really all about the workforce and manpower. We've got lots of great ideas. We just need more people at the team at mm-hmm. the table to create those innovations and, and help new therapies be developed. But, but it's a great time in healthcare, lots of ideas, keep tech uh, along and in pace with us. We want to be part of that. And then I think the future is going to be incredibly bright.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, I totally agree.
2: Yeah. Along those lines and what you're building here, does does UVA, do you, do you, your fellow leaders have an active role with the community leaders, the mayor, of, with the city to ensure that the infrastructure that you're building and, and things that you want to do at your pace, that they're keeping up and there's going to be you know, not just the, the homes, the, all of it for like people that might come from all around the country and the world to work here, have what they need to support them out in the community. Is there active engagement relationships yeah, there?
3: Absolutely. a Very active conversation. And on, and on two different levels. One is a, a, a major academic health system.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Our first responsibility is to our local community we we need to make sure that community is well cared for and i'd be wrong to say that we have that completely figured out or any academic medical center has that figured out so many very very good and recent conversations with community leaders about how we can be better so for, so for example one of the things we're we're buying several mobile vans well we'll have our physicians and nurses and we'll move them to different parts of our less uh, socioeconomically able community so so that we can provide better care to our community that's right in front of us here at the health system. Alternatively, as we grow, and right now UVA Health is the largest employer in our region. We have 16,000 people that work for UVA Health, partnering with the region because we're going to grow further and making sure that we have the ability to grow is really essential. And and I think our community leaders are excited about it. uh, How bad can it be to have a world-class healthcare organization here locally uh, that's accessible to the people that live in this community? So Mm -hmm. they're appreciative, and I think they're excited about our growth, and that partnership, as you suggest, is is incredibly important.
2: Prior to us starting the recording, we were having a brief chat about access to healthcare, (laughs) and you were talking about UVA Health and where you're situated being the only access, there's, there's no competitors. So how important is access to healthcare to you and the new 10-year strategic plan that you've
3: implemented or you're working on how important is that? It's fundamental. Uh, I, you know, I've practiced and led in other uh, communities where there's lots of competition. Uh, something that's unique about uh, UVA, our role here in Charlottesville, and I, I would say throughout the state, is there isn't enough health care, uh, particularly in the more rural communities. And so we have to have our doors open. Our operating rooms have to be functional. We have to have our beds open, because if they're not, people won't receive the care that they need. There aren't other options. And we were talking earlier about the fact that there's a staffing shortage. Well, so some uh, healthcare care organizations, because of staffing shortages, have closed beds or closed the operating room or limited access to the emergency department. We just don't have that option here. Because yeah. we're the only place that people can come to for care. And so it's, it's in some ways almost more of a struggle. We have to improve our staffing. We have to keep our doors open. The burden, of course, then is on our physicians and healthcare workers because they're all working twice as hard as they would otherwise uh, because there's just yeah. no other option. That said, we've got a great group of healthcare workers and physicians. They're excited about what they do. And if it takes extra hours and extra work, we're rolling up our sleeves and, and doing the best that we possibly can. That's amazing.
1: Uh, and you're going to do it. I can already feel it just walking around here. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, for the last couple minutes, we'd like to give you the floor. Speak to however long you want, to whomever you want, tell folks why they should come join you on this journey, uh, or anything you're passionate about. Yeah, um, no,
3: a- absolutely. Well, so, uh, anybody that's out there that's listening that isn't in healthcare, uh, we want you to all come and join us in healthcare, and uh, you know there's incredible opportunities. This this is a a stable work environment. You will be needed for the, your entirety of your career, and whether you're interested in nursing or becoming a physician or someone that helps us with transport or respiratory therapy, we need healthcare workers. It's an incredibly Positively rewarding experience to have a life in healthcare. And we need to solve our staffing shortages. So please come and, and be part of who we are. Uh, the other uh, comment I would make is to say how fortunate I am. And I know many of my coworkers here at UV Health, at UV Health feel the same uh, to be given the opportunity to take care of patients and to provide better lives for our patients. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 it's the gift is to us. Sometimes you think it's the opposite, but really every time somebody does well and it's a consequence of us individually or our health system, we're the ones that are rewarded by knowing that we're doing something really great for the world and, and for the people that we care for. That's
1: fantastic. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Doctor, you've been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for having us out here uh, to UVA Health. We couldn't be more grateful. Uh, Bo and Luke Nation, that's our app